You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, for your, I guess, Saturday. Uh, apologies, we tried to get the crossover episode done, um, but with work schedules and obviously the chaos and craziness of 2020, we were unable to do that. Um, I tried to do it Wednesday, tried to do it last night, pushed back the pregame show to Friday night recording with Pete Smith from Sports Illustrated. Obviously, that's going to work in our favor, as obviously if we had recorded last night, it would have been drastically, drastically different. So we're going to sit down with Pete, break down, obviously, the news of the day, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles coming to town this weekend. Your Locked On Browns pregame show is brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi will be here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Um, obviously, right now, my excitement and expectations are a little bit tampered, um, but come 12.30, 12.45 Sunday, we'll be ready to go. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power you through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It is made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Pete, it's it was not – look, we understood with COVID. We understood with everything that could possibly go on this season. Time would be missed. Some players would be affected. For the Browns, it was simple. If there was one player we could pray was kept in saran wrap, uh, masked up to the nines, never exposed to this cruel and devastating virus. It was Miles Garrett. And sadly, we've gotten the word today where everybody, the word for the last couple of days is, you know, Miles will be okay. He'll be ready to go Friday. Um, not only was he not ready to go today for practice, which takes him out of Sunday's game versus the Eagles, it certainly brings up the question of next week versus the Jaguars. And, you know, the other thing is, you know, what shape he'll be in. And, you know, we'll get to all that obviously next week. But, Pete, this is, you know, Superman, Batman, whoever your superhero of choice is, the Browns are now going to play 48 hours from now, devoid the best player that this franchise currently has. Yeah, he's the best player on the team. It's not really close. He's one of the best players in the league. Uh, and the Browns are now in a position where they have to have uh, the rest of that team step up in his absence. They're, they're not going to have him this week, and they're probably not going to have him uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars at the very least. So you've got two games against two winnable opponents, and you didn't want to have to prove that you could win without Miles Garrett, but now you're in the position where you do. So these games are still winnable. These games are opportunities to prove that the defense isn't simply Miles Garrett, which is my theory of the case, where it you take Miles Garrett and the Garrett airs like the Jordan days. <laughs> well, it's I mean, like it's like there are two players on defense right now. There's Miles Garrett and then half of Ronnie Harrison and half of Denzel Ward are like it. So I would like to believe that there are more that Sheldon Richardson can step up, that you know, Olivier Vernon can have a good game, that Adrian Claiborne can can make some plays. You know, th those are guys that are clearly talented enough to to make that happen. And now they have to uh, 
in order for the Browns to win. It's more pressure on the offense to to do do some things, but they've shown capable. Now they have to actually go out and, and make it happen. Uh, but it's not like they have to, you know, do something they're incapable of doing. It's not asking anybody to play better than they're capable. It's simply asking them to play up to what they're, what they are capable. So we'll see. Uh, it's an opportunity for the defense to, to prove that they are more than the miles Garrett's other guy, you know, his basically his backup singers, in this case, uh, are, are they going <laughs> to sort of, are they going to step up and, and answer that challenge? I mean, the game, the game's meaning is still substantial for them. They're playing for something. If they win, they're beating you know a playoff team, I guess, because the Eagles right now are first place in the NFC East and are uh, currently on pace to host a playoff game, where the Browns are currently on pace to be out. Because uh, that because that, 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 that makes sense. But go ahead. The <laughs> NFC East is vaunted uh, talent this year. Uh, yeah. So I mean, as, as much as this like feels like, I mean, and look, the Browns obviously aren't in a position to throw any game away, but there is something there to prove against the Eagles, despite their record, because they are a team that's probably going to end up in the playoffs at the end of this. So, it, you know, they have to to beat a team like this to to prove it. They're going to have to probably beat a team like Jacksonville to prove it. And if they can do that, you know, they could be eight and three getting miles Garrett back, hopefully for the Titans game and have just that much more to be excited about. In, you know, to, to miles Garrett and to obviously Andy Janovich and obviously to Chris Hubbard and Brown staffers who have tested positive, uh, you know, our thoughts and well wishes are with all of you and obviously your families. Um, and the worst part is, is, you know, even if you maybe have, you know, some close circles, uh, you know, that you were going to be able to spend, you know, Thanksgiving with, which is coming up and have all of that altered and, you know, everybody going through what they're going through here and whatever is again, 2020, which just feels like the biggest punch in the face that ever existed. Uh, you know, the best, and, you know, I'm talking about young men here and, you know, all this involved here and obviously the staffers with family members you know, are, are biggest of course and you know well wishers well wishes uh you know to everybody here um it, it's not that the browns are the first team to be handicapped by this uh it's certainly you know had its you know run its course through the nfl um you look at coach stefanski here you know we talked so much last week about you know coming out of the bye and a new challenge um and for what he's done to the point this season, you know, with basically, you know, almost getting the job and then COVID becoming whatever it's been in 2020 and the challenges just continue, you know, to rise and rise. And, you know, now it's, you know, you're out, you know, uh, your sixth offensive lineman who started at right guard and started at uh, right tackle. Now you're out your fullback who maybe has been underused. And we'll get to that a little bit here when we get to a little bit more of the game breakdown. Um, and now you're out. You know, not, I mean, it, I'm sorry, how do I even forget to include this? Uh, you lose, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. to an ACL injury. Now you're without the best player on your team, um, the, you know, franchise player to this point. Uh, it's just, you know, and you, you'll see how, you know, Coach Stefanski can respond. Um, he's done a fantastic job to this point in which is, you know, I mean, it's almost got to be like a Murphy's law type of situation that he's been put into as a first time head coach, um, you know, finally getting his opportunity, getting this gig, uh, things going well at six and three, 
and then you know the boat taking on water and every team's been through it um it's you know i guess it's you know the browns opportunity here over the last i guess it's almost been a calendar week since we got the diagnosis of chris hubbard so you know there's gonna go a lot into this and you know players gonna have to step up um again there'll be a little bit of a weather factor we're gonna break all this down in more as we get to the offensive side of the ball the defensive side of the ball with the eagles coming to town sunday one o'clock First energy as Jeff Lloyd and Pete Smith continue to roll on through here on your pregame Locked on Browns. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. I'll be ready to go Sunday. Uh, for me, I won't have to chase down the stream. I get Philadelphia Eagle coverage where I live. Uh, I'll be a little bit more active on the Twitter machine, good or bad. We'll see how that comes. And certainly that will be fired up by a 12-ounce jolt of caffeine from Pepsi at about 12.30, 12.45. These passionate fans are the generate real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi is not made for those who play the game. It is made for those who watch it. Pepsi, madeforfootballwatching.com. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from the fine folks over at Pepsi. Pete, I guess normally, guys, and as you all know, the, you know, fans of the pregame show, and Pete and I have done a fantastic job over the years, and I appreciate it for this, of you know, putting this out and a lot has come to fruition. We usually start on the offensive side of the ball. I think, Pete, it just seems right here this week to possibly maybe flip it up a notch, go to the defensive side of the ball. Um, look, it's you're not going to just say so-and-so will step in for Miles Garrett. This puts the entire defensive line on notice. This puts the linebacker unit, which you're probably going to get Jacob Phillips back, most likely not going to have Mac Wilson. I can't believe he was out on a Thursday, you know, listed as questionable today. Um, and the fact that Jacob Phillips has now had three straight full practices. Mac Wilson, even if he's available, I'm not sure how much he's going to play. The secondary. Look, if you're on the defensive side of the ball here, um, you go back to, uh, you know, the Browns uh, away game versus the Bengals. Uh, you were without Wyatt Teller. You were without Nick Chubb. Uh, Odell obviously went down second play of the game, torn ACL. But somehow that group found a way to circle the wagons, Chris Berman style, rally the troops, whatever phrase for this you're, you like, you're accustomed to. This defense, Pete, this has got to be a true 11 working as one. You do not have Miles Garrett, and this is where it sucks because this probably – two-week stretch where maybe Miles was going to play could eliminate him from defensive player of the year status. And it just sucks because, you know, you would love that for him. The fans would love to have that opportunity to say, you know, they had a player with that honor. But, Pete, there's still going to be 11 players out there Sunday. And we saw them maybe possibly coming off their best effort as a unit this previous Sunday. But look, fellas, with Nick Chubbs, you know, unselfish play the week before stars are trying to set the tone around here 
And look, you ain't got to be a star, but everybody's trying to take their level up a notch here about the importance of being a better team, a winning team. Everybody's got to ride along here. The other 51, 50, whatever it is, take a step up here and and show that maybe you're in and you've bought all in to this new system, this new regime here with the Cleveland Browns. Well, I mean, the the weather got a lot of credit for the the d- defense in the Texans game. Uh, they did come off a bye week that that week. Guys, some guys played better. Um, you have to hopefully go out and prove that it was more the defense just playing better than it was a factor of rain and wind. Uh, obviously, you're going to have a similar situation, even if it may not be as windy. But uh, it has to have mattered in terms of getting better uh, without Garrett you need to be better and guys are going to have to step up and answer that call uh, to, to make that happen uh, I, I don't think it's reasonable to expect that the Browns are only going to give up seven points uh, and that they only need to score basically 10 but uh, I think you know, they they have enough talent that can make plays it's just they don't have you know, arguably the best player in the league. Uh, so that's always going to be difficult. But uh, yeah, they 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 have guys that are talented enough to step up. So it's about them doing it. Uh, I think the Eagles are particularly weak on the interior. So Sheldon Richardson and Larry Ogunjobi will have an opportunity. I think capitalize there. Uh, Olivier Vernon and and uh, Adrian Claiborne are, are talented enough to to make some things happen on the outside. You've got. And the worst part, I mean, you go back a couple of years ago, you, you think about if you said a team had Olivier Vernon and Adrian Claiborne as their starting defensive ends, and look, this is no way, trust me, Miles loss is huge. But if you said a team had Olivier Vernon and Adrian Claiborne as their starting defensive ends, ain't too shabby, bro. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it shouldn't be. Uh, Adrian Claiborne is still better suited as a as a reserve guy, but for for – one or two games, he should be fine. Um, you know, Porter Gustin is sort of due to to maybe do some more. Uh, so, I mean, again, they have guys that can make plays. Uh, none of them are Miles Garrett. Uh, you know, it would be nice to have two or three of those. But in the meantime, they have enough. Uh, so can they can they sort of step up and answer the bell? I, I think they can. It's just a question of if they will. The Eagles aren't very uh, good on offense right now. They, they have – a, a pretty good running back who can't catch and a big receiver who's pretty good, but not really any, any true dynamic playmakers right now. So, and you, you're going against a quarterback. I mean, it, the dream quarterback for miles Garrett to go against in Carson Wentz, he holds onto the ball too long. He's taken the most sacks in the league and he fumbles a lot. Uh, so that w- you couldn't have drawn up a better opponent, but that's being said, there are going to be opportunities, I think, for the Browns defense to get there. They may blitz more than they otherwise would have uh, to, to try to create turnovers. But uh, they aren't, you know, they aren't a great team. And in fact, they've won two of their games. They've won. Um, they had their two of their worst offensive outputs in terms of yardage. They beat the Ben DiNucci-led Eagles with 222 total yards. And in that game... Carson went through for 122 yards and threw two picks and lost two fumbles, and they still won. So uh, the Eagles are really struggling on that side of the ball. Uh, the Browns 
hopefully are trending in a better direction. They'll have that chance to prove that if, if not, it certainly makes you feel less comfortable about them overall with Al Garrett uh, because this isn't a, it isn't a, a great offense at all. And if, if they can't do that, then it, it gives you more worries as far as not, not just next week against Jacksonville uh, who's awful in terms of record, but actually has some decent offensive players, but just your, your viability long-term everybody understands they need more talent, but it would be nice to see improvement that, that they have enough to at least get this win. Maybe, you know, win these next two get to eight and three and all that good stuff. And, and and we'll get to this a little bit more, you know, as we start to get closer to the closeout of the show. I'm not sure this, you know, essentially changes everything um, as far as, you know, the probability of the Browns pulling this out. Um, but it, it's a big, big loss. Um, but the opportunity, Pete, for guys, Olivier Vernon, if he can put together a strong game on Sunday, has the opportunity to, you know, maybe rewrite his Cleveland Browns stint, which looks for all intents and purposes like it's only going to be two years. Uh, Porter Gustin, obviously a guy we have, you know, chime, you know, chimed in for, uh, you know, basically, you know, pounded the hammer for, possibly has an opportunity here. But the secondary and the linebacking unit, um, look, it, it's it's not been pretty for the most part for most of this year. Um, and look, it's great that you get to play with a safety net like Miles Garrett, who can, uh, you know, again, just you know, cover a lot of the deficiencies on this defense. But look, you guys are getting paid. Uh, you know, you're professional football players. Um, and the excuses: COVID, short off season, no OTA, short training camp. That stuff's out the window now. Um, look, you can give up a reception. It's understandable. These things happen. But the missed tackles and, uh, you know, or uh, perhaps a certain safety who wears number 23, you know, not always making the plays he should or some of these players. It, it's time now. Um, you know, I, I think Joe Woods, I, I, you know, I love the system he has. I think, you know, yes, minus the firepower he needs. I think for what he is trying to achieve as far as what the style of 2020 NFL and going forward is, I think his recipe is there. But look, you just got to make some plays. And Miles being out with COVID or to say it was an ankle sprain and you were going to lose him for 10 days, none of this changes. Look, it can't just be 95 and, you know, the opportunity with maybe Jacob Phillips joining a Malcolm Smith, B.J. Goodson linebacking unit looks a bit, a little bit more appealing. Um, and, you know, the secondary, could somebody who's not named Denzel Ward, Ronnie Harrison, and again, I'll throw Terrence Mitchell into this mix because I feel bad that I've always been mentioning the other two and trying to make it sound like Terrence Mitchell's not been doing his job, which for the most part he has. But look, you know, there's, you know, future opportunities you know, within the NFL on the line, there is, you know, your career in Cleveland on the line with nine draft choices with the fact that they possess a bunch of capital free agency wise. Uh, like it's time to make your mark, son. Are you in or you're out long term? It's kind of on you and it's going to start here this Sunday and possibly continue through next Sunday. Yeah, look, it's you have everything to play for. You have the post season in front of you if, if if you keep winning 
Uh, you're, you're at home. Again, you, you should be at least used to the elements at this point. You've been doing it for three, three weeks in a row. Uh, it's an opportunity to, to, to get to seven and three and, you know, feel good about yourself heading into a, a against the one and eight Jacksonville team. So that it, there's, I, I don't think there's any way they could have more incentive to succeed. So uh, hopefully they can uh, prove that they're, that, that it's legitimate that they are getting better and that they can handle what will, you know, at least two games without Miles Garrett. And look, uh, you know, if you want to be the franchise that we are all hoping this team is trending to be, it should never be about one player. Uh, you're hoping that you are deep enough uh, with players and with talent that it should not be about one player. Look, it's not like he's gone for the year like that unfaithful Thursday night last year where you just kind of knew and not that this team, not that that team was going to uh, be anything. But if you want to use the P word, step up here. Um, and I know everybody's excited, and there's six teams at six and three. Um, this game is still winnable, and we'll get to this. But look, you can't just, you know, it, it feels kind of like a family. Like you can't always expect mom to come in and clean up everybody's messes. There's an opportunity here. Um, you know, we need some people to step up, and this is the obviously the opportunity for that to happen. We're going to flip it up here. We'll get to the offensive side of the ball because for all intents and purposes, it doesn't look like anything's changed there. So we will get to that, give our you know final thoughts here as we get you ready for game day on Sunday. Jeff Lloyd, Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith on your pregame, Locked on Browns. You want Browns gear? You want Cleveland gear? Zabo Apparel. I, I just can't emphasize it enough. Brian and his family. Uh, they drew a tremendous job. Um, Brian, a long, long time suffering Cleveland sports fan, uh, former military man, two children actively serving uh, the Zabo Apparel store in Vermilion, Ohio. Uh, ZaboApparel.com on Instagram, on Twitter, Zabo Apparel. Uh, they do a tremendous job. And again, it comes from the heart. Um, percentages of every sale go to military-based charities. Cannot say enough good things about Brian. And one of the better things, along with you know more time with Pete Smith, of being here and covering the Lockdown Browns as long as I have. Um, Brian's a great guy and certainly somebody that I, I've appreciated to get to know better. And there is a new shirt coming soon, one that I am extremely excited about because I did actually have a little part in it. Um, but just great, great folks. Again, Browns Apparel, ZaboApparel.com. The offensive side of the ball here, Pete, and it's been talked about a ton, ad nauseum, Baker Mayfield. Um, but look, you still have the probably the best rushing attack in the NFL when everybody is intact. The offensive line, the best pass-blocking offensive line in the NFL – for all intents and purposes, the way we see it, the best offensive line as far as run blocking. Nick Chubb, Cream Hunt, they'll be here. Um, the passing game, passing game wise, you've taken away what well, Odell Beckham Jr. has been taken away. So it certainly makes things a lot more difficult on a defense as far as to what you focus on, what your keys are on. 
in passing situations. But for Baker Mayfield and the continued scrutiny and for two weeks of eight hours playing in ridiculous, disgusting wind, which any football player, any football coach will tell you, you just can't game plan for. There's just no way around it. It's going to wreck a game. Uh, The wind doesn't seem to be too much of a factor of a Sunday, but some rain and temperatures, normal November temperatures. But for a lot of the scrutiny now that people want to keep putting on Baker Mayfield, there's a big opportunity for him in this offense to basically shut a bunch of folks up and say, look, it's not about Miles Garrett, you know, being Superman. We're pretty good on this side of the ball as well. Well, look, I mean, you've got the whole offensive line uh, playing well again. You've got two great running backs, and you've got a quarterback that that keeps showing signs that he's getting better but just needs to be able to get a game to really prove it. Uh, I, I would hope that this game they will have he will have more opportunities to, to do that, to make some plays. Uh, uh, you know, Kevin Stefanski is – constantly talking about how you know how much confidence he has in Baker Mayfield and you just want to be able to you know, whether whether you you know you believe that Baker Mayfield's the answer or not you you just want to see Baker Mayfield get that chance to sort of prove it uh, I think he will when 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 that happens but I'm hoping it's this week despite the weather and uh the, the Browns obviously have you know the ability to go with a ton of size with their tight ends uh, the Eagles are not terribly big in their secondary. They're they're all built like corners, and their linebackers aren't good coverage guys. So there could be some opportunities there. I'd I'd like to see him get to 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 operate more in terms of being a a, a bigger part of the offense. I don't think the Browns can get away with scoring basically ten or if you, you know be generous in seventeen points. Uh, I think they're going to have to to be able to to do more, and I think they're going to feel like they should do more, especially. Uh, in this situation where Miles Garrett is out, uh, you know the Eagles have a a, a endless set of uh, pass rushers they can sub in. So there's going to be some more pressure on him than maybe in a normal week. But they need to make plays, and he needs to find ways to to create some opportunities. One hundred percent, Pete. Obviously, with you know Chris Hubbard being out. Miles Garrett being out. Um, Andy Janovich, we saw the role increase a little bit last week. Um, and Andy Janovich is probably more than just the, you know, lead to the hole, stole, you know, stone a linebacker. Um, hasn't probably been used as much as he can be used, which is maybe understandable when you have Kareem and you have Nick. Um, there's thoughts here. You know, last year, obviously, there was a lot of Kareem and Nick on the field at the same time. Kareem even playing some fullback and embracing it for the time. Um, I'm probably sure Kareem Hunt is enjoying the role he has this season a little bit more. How do you handle this as far as losing Johnny Stanton? I mean, losing Andy Janovich. I mean, yes, you have Stanton. You could maybe use a Steven Carlson. Uh, this almost be, feels like a, you know, a couple of years ago when oh, DeValve um, you know, got the opportunity to play fullback a little bit. Um, how exactly the, you know, it's, it's a loss that probably enough people aren't talking about, but it's a difficult situation. Like Andy Janovich was, you know, he had his role. Granted, it could have been bigger, but now you're, you know, 
you're without him in this situation. What's the best way to handle this, bro? Well, look, I think Janovich should probably do more on the base offense, but that may be an issue with spacing as much as anything else. But uh, I think for the most part, Stanton is going to be in there for, you know, short yardage situations where they want that extra blocker there. I don't think they're going to have him be in normal offensive formations too much. He certainly knows the offense, but I just don't know how much he can sort of offer in that capacity, but they've kept him around. So clearly they think they can make a block. So if they're, you know, inside the red zone or they need to pick up a couple yards, uh, I think they'll put him in there and let him do that. But I think anything else, they probably got better options to put on the field, whether it's more tight ends or, or Landry or just putting both backs on the field. And I think both backs on the field has some advantages. I, I think they can utilize some screen options. I think they can uh, you know, get passes to, to Kareem Hunt uh, while faking to Chubb or something to that effect where they can create some extra little wrinkles that the Eagles defense has to account for. Um, and again, look here, I mean, you know, the offense, look, uh, you know, minus Odell Beckham Jr. This is still the same offense, you know, that is deep at skill positions. But again, Pete, I mean, there's been, and we've talked about this, whether it's the tight end position, we've never really seen that day, except for maybe, you know, Bryant and Njoku catching three touchdowns combined against the Bengals. Uh, Jarvis Landry still without a touchdown this season. Um, and you get to this opportunity where you could maybe put Hunt, Chubb on the field, tight ends, wide receivers of the choice here. Uh, it's not like there's not some players or positional groups on this offense that, you know, you can't basically point to them and say, hey, we're a little short on defense this week. You know, you guys really haven't had that day yet. Uh, there's some guys that certainly could step up on the offensive side of the ball and probably need to based on salary and I'm not pointing at anybody in particular there. No, I'm not. Go ahead, bud. Well, look, I, I, I think I, I've been waiting all season for them to use uh, Austin Hooper more. And I keep waiting for him to sort of have that big game. It's, he's certainly had a, some games. Where he's made like some if they're paying him this money to be a blocker, this is, it's wrong. I'm sorry. Well, sure. I mean, he does a great job with that, but they, they need more out of him. I, I, I think Harrison Bryant and David Njoku can be factors in this type of game. Uh, but I've, Jarvis Landry hasn't played well for the past month, and they need him to, to do more. Uh, he has said himself he needs to do more and play better. Uh, and the Richard Higgins train keeps going. Hopefully that can continue because he's played really well uh, in, in Rashard Higgins, uh, wide receiver one, whoever would have thought that. Well, he certainly, uh, stepped in and, and been a, a nice player, uh, you know, for, for Odell Beckham, who's out. Uh, but right now he is, he is the best receiver on the team. At least he's playing that way. And the best case scenario would be that, you know, they get him playing well and Jarvis Landry playing well, or some of these other weapons. But if that's not, yep sort of happening, then I think tight ends are the way to go. I, I think they can do more with that. I think they can exploit more opportunities uh, and, and let those guys sort of thrive in different roles in the passing game. Now, Pete, whenever we do these pregame shows, we kind of talk like a, you know, a confidence level meter and, you know, the way in, you know, I talked about, you know, miles, you know, still out, still out, blah, 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 blah. 
and then today, you know, the news drops. And I'll tell you right now, a little bit after 9.30, I mean, it was, you know, a bartender, uh, you know, mix me a vodka in Clorox because, oh, crap, anybody, anybody, but not 95. But, you know, you take some time, you sit back, you think about this. The way the Philadelphia Eagles are playing right now, the way the Cleveland Black Browns are playing right now, the way both teams are, you know, constructed roster-wise. And look, the Eagles are coming into this with some issues themselves, obviously injuries, COVID as well, um, which is all part of the magical mystery ride of 2020. The Cleveland Browns are the better team Sunday, Pete. They are home. They have played in crappy elements now, which will be their third straight week. The Cleveland Browns are the better team going into this game. And if you want to start using the P word, you want to start talking about games past January 3rd. This is a game they should win. Even without Miles Garrett, which as much as it hurts and, you know, and everybody just enjoys. And I mean, you cannot take your eyes off of him when you're watching the Browns on the defensive side of the ball. But still, this is a winnable game, and it should be a win on Sunday. Right. I think if you have Miles Garrett, you expect to win. I think you still should win right now, but there's certainly ways they can lose. But you are the better team. You are at home. You have uh, every incentive to, to want this game pretty badly. Uh, you're not looking ahead to anything right now. So your focus is entirely on this game, and they should be able to, to win on that. They, it, if for no other reason their offense is simply has too much talent to, to be uh, mediocre, uh, they can't just play bad football and expect to be able to win. They have to do more. Uh, maybe they have to carry the defense in this one a little bit, but uh, they – have every reason they should win this game, and it's just a question of doing it. And look, your storylines, uh, you have the running backs to do this. You have the system on the offensive side to do this. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield has the opportunity now. And still, we really haven't seen a true Browns offense post Odell Beckham Jr. with everything being limited versus the Raiders, uh, being limited versus the Texans weather-wise. Um, as long as wind isn't a factor, look, nobody cares about rain. Temperatures will be normal. Nobody cares about that stuff in the NFL. The wind is the stuff that affects things greatly. And on the defensive side of the ball, it's time. Um, look, I mean, guys have been here. You know, uh, it's now nine games. It's week eleven. It's you know, it's put up or shut up. Uh, you know, you, you got to get some things done. Um, you know, Jacob Phillips, I you know, a player, a player again player um with all the news from lsu a player i'm high on not you know talking about the other stuff and the possible stuff and whenever that gets deeper we can discuss that but the opportunity is there and look uh this entire year was going to have its ups and downs and there was going to be adversity um and kostefanski i just can't say enough i mean because getting thrown into this fire as a first-time head coach and just everything that's gone on. And, of course, Andrew Barry, uh, a general manager, they just continue to try to find a way to navigate their way through and, and do their best, and which is all they can do. But, you know, talk, 
talking about the fact that it's, you know, two guys doing their jobs for the first time together in unison. Again, they did a fantastic job. We'll see how it all plays out. We'll sit down Sunday shortly after kickoff. We'll give you probably one of the best Browns post-game shows that we always can, like we do on the pregame show. He is Pete Smith. Browns Digest over at SI.com. Pete and his team just kick ass week in, week out. Give you all the content they can. A uh, bunch of stuff out from Pete right now. Obviously, Friday was a little bit crazy. Um, Friday, always a bunch of news to drop, but obviously the um, coverage and written content from Pete as far as you know the Miles Garrett situation. Uh, be sure to check that out again to the Browns players and staffs who are dealing with the COVID-19 uh, you know, positive tests. All the best. Uh, thinking about everybody as they get through that. So make sure, again, you're checking out Browns, Browns Digest on SI.com. Make sure you are following at underscore Pete Smith underscore the show at Locked On Browns. Uh, follow back account. DMs are open. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open. Talk, chatter, whatever. You guys know I'm always here for you guys in that respect. iTunes, Spotify, subscribe, rate, review. Help your boy out here, guys. Come on. I appreciate everybody. Um, look, nothing was going to be easy. Nothing was going to be given in 2020. The opportunities are still there, still exist for the Browns to have a fantastic season. Uh, you know, whatever that means as far as the second week in January, we'll see. Go out, play each week, and take each week as it comes. This has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.